Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. Welcome to Late Lunch this first day of August. Well, I know it's the second. Yesterday was the first, of course, the bank holiday. But it is our first day on the air on Late Lunch this August of 2022. And as is my want, each first day of the month on the show, I read my little saying from the Divine Word calendar sent to me every year by Jer McCullough. Thank you, Jer. So the little saying for the month ahead for all of us is this. Say to someone something kind, speak praise sincerely meant. Express appreciation and give encouragement, for we inspire and influence just through the words we say. Within us lies the power to bless and change somebody's day. It is so true. Praise and uh, give praise to people. It means so much. And that's a little saying to carry with us right through the month. Welcome to the show. We have lots of chat over the next couple of hours, plus our two on Tuesday and the song that kept it off the number one spot. And I have a wonderful artist of the week. You love her, I promise you. But we begin today by turning the clock back to Sunday. And the All-Ireland Final. Yes, Meath did it for a second time, beating Kerry in a thrilling match, 3-10 to 1-7. And I'm going to have a chat for the next while to some of the protagonists. And first to have a chat with me this afternoon is Mary-Kate Lynch from Summerhill. Hello, Mary-Kate. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm really good. But don't mind me. I'm fine. I'm I'm 100%. But after Sunday and then Monday and we're now on Tuesday, how are you? <laughs> Uh, hanging in there, but uh, I know it's uh, lo- loving it all. It's uh, it's an amazing journey so far, and you know it's uh, it's just such excitement in the county at the minute. When the whistle went, scenes of unbridled joy. I was watching myself. We were all gathered around the TV, and uh, just so thrilled for you to win one is special. To win it for a second year in a row, my oh my! Did it feel better this time around? Or how did you feel this time around? Uh, I don't know. I think I think we're all still in shock. You know, it's uh, it's it's unbelievable to win one, as you said, but to win two, it's just it's incredible. And like we're forever grateful, you know. But it was just an amazing feeling to have all our friends, our family, all our supporters there. You know, to see us uh, win back to back titles was just brilliant. The game itself, just to talk about it for a moment. God, we were worried. We were worried early on. We just worried ourselves. 
And I know we we don't really panic uh, us on, on our team. We, um, we're very very calm. So like obviously when they went up uh, one two to no score, yeah, I suppose there was a little bit a little bit of worry. But we I knew we could come back like we we have in previous matches. So no, we didn't panic anyway. And thank God it all went our way then. And at half time, you had the whip hand all right. Were you expecting Kerry to come at you because they did close the gap a little at the start of the second half? Yeah, definitely. Like we knew they were coming out even hungrier than they did in in the first half, and we knew we had to try maintain that little bit of a lead that we had and stay in control of the game. And you know, thankfully we did. But we knew they were going to come out with a big, big determination to try and get on top. And you know that presentation and the speech and the crowd going mad. Is there anything to to, to match that at all? That's it's just something unique, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I can even put it into words. You know. And, when you're looking up that sun up and, and the Hogan stand, you know, with all our families, you know, looking down as well. It's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's such a great, brilliant feeling. I just, you really can't put into words. Now, you, you've had time to uh, uh, absorb what has happened as well. And, of course, you, you were celebrating, of course, on Sunday night. What was it like in Navin yesterday? Oh, it was unbelievable. We didn't know what to expect, you know, with... And there was an absolutely massive crowd waiting for us in Green and Navin. And even out in the rain, people were out waiting for us. It was just, you know, it was just brilliant to see. And like, oh, it was it was such an emotional uh, time as well, you know, to see how much support and how much pride there is in County Mead. Now, for you to do two in a row is something else. This group is special, isn't it? That goes without saying. What have you got, Mary Kay? Can you put your finger on it? I don't know, but uh, as I said, look, it's a very special point, you know, there's there's one to 38 in our panel and everyone is just as important, you know, and same with our management team as well, you know, uh, everyone has their part to play and I think, you know, what we all just get on so well and, you know, everyone knows what, what we're doing, so uh, it's just, I don't know, yeah, we just uh, seem to be a special group and we all get on really well and, as I said, everyone is just as important on that team, no matter if you're starting or not starting or we have an extended panel as well, you know, it's very, and then girls are just important to drive us on, you know, uh, as anyone else. Did you do this on purpose this year? Not the final, because you really got a grip of it, especially in the second half, and on you went and won. But you know what I'm talking about, the quarterfinal, semi-final. You had heart attacks going on everywhere. Well, is that that on purpose? Was that for entertainment purposes? Yeah, the amount of people kept asking me, could we make it a little bit easier on the heart, you know? But um, I don't know, yeah, look, we, we face a lot of challenges, I suppose, in all those matches, and I think that really showed to us coming into the final. So, you know, when we came into the final, we knew we got over those those uh, challenges. So I think it really drove us on then, and we had a, a, a better performance maybe than the previous ones, you know, in the final then as well. So, yeah, I don't know, I think it, it did help us in a way. Now, when you think about the history of this team, you lost two finals first at intermediate level. Then you win an intermediate title. Up you come to senior. And in the first year, you know yourself. So you're not even considered in when they talk about who's going to win it. And last year, you come from nowhere and do the impossible. It had to be a little different this year. Did you feel the others were gunning for you? Yeah, I suppose I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit like you know, we weren't really those the underdogs that we were last year, but we kind of tried to tell ourselves that we were, you know, so we're not get too complacent or get too ahead of ourselves. And as I said, every game was a challenge, and look, everyone kind of got to know us. We, as we kind of came out of nowhere last year, so people didn't know what to expect from us, or you know. But now 
teams have studied us, I suppose, now, and they knew kind of how to, to challenge us. So, yeah, it was probably a bit more of a challenge this year, you know, coming into all the games, because last year we were so unexpected. I'm sure we didn't know what to expect near the ourselves last year as well. Mm. Was was the the fair green yesterday? You know when you all came together as a group and your adoring fans were there and all that happened. From there, even today, people are starting to move to do their own things. And as we know, there are a couple of players heading off uh, to Australia as well. It, it, it's, it's sort of a watershed moment, isn't it, with those girls heading off? Yeah, definitely. Look, it's an emotional time, you know, Vicky um, and uh, Orla Lally are leaving this week and, you know, it's very quick for them and it's probably uh, very quick for their families as well. You know, they want to try to celebrate as much as they can with us, the team and their families and then they have to head off. But look, it's a great opportunity for them. It's sad to see them go, but uh, as I said yesterday in some of their interviews, they'll, they'll definitely be back playing in the New Jersey someday. So what's your plans now yourself, uh, Mary-Kate? What's on for the rest of the summer and beyond? Um... Well, we're going straight into our club championship now next week. We don't have much of a break from football, <laughs> but uh, I know I'll uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. I'll be going back to work probably maybe in a, in a, a week or two, you know, when we recover and then back into college myself So uh, at the end of September. So. Yeah, so there's uh, plenty going on in the club scene. And of course, you'll be on opposite teams, uh, the gangy as well now, and, <laughs> and giving one another shoulders and pushing and, and that, you know, that type of But that's the nature yeah. of the game, isn't it? You, you have yeah. your club matches and your clubs as well. You know, they talk about young girls looking at you guys, looking up to you, and you see them, you know them. They're in the crowd, they're in the faces yesterday in the fair green. This yeah. you realise what you've done. You know the shot in the arm you've given ladies football. Does that does yeah. that sit with you? You understand that, yeah? Yeah, I think it comes a little bit more into realisation, especially the last couple of days. You know, when we got back to Nightbrook, we nearly we nearly couldn't get into the room. You know, they were we were going into it because there were so many uh, kids and their families all here waiting for us. And I came back out to go see my own parents, and I actually couldn't get past the door for about half an hour. So you know it. It's just such excitement and it's, it's great that they have a team to look up to and like, um, people to aspire to as well. And, you know, I, I'm very grateful to be part of all of this as well and to be able to do that for people looking up to us. Do you love doing the autographs and having the pictures taken? And, you know, they you know they love this. And, you know, that at times in professional sport, you don't get that closeness, you know what I mean, with, with, with your heroes. Do you love that aspect of it too? Yeah, I really enjoy like meeting all, all the kids, and they, I said, oh, sometimes I get even more excited when people even know us. You know, it's, it's <laughs> mad. Like, it's, uh, so uh, all the kids and everything coming up and calling your name and asking you to find a jersey and stuff. But I think it's it's just great for them, and you know, to have people to look up, up to, as I said, you know, and that they can maybe aspire. And then the amount of young boys and girls now saying to us that they want to play for for me someday. So it is absolutely brilliant. Well, look, you're fantastic. I'm delighted to catch up with you today. We're finding difficulty actually trying to get hold of the others. I don't know where they're gone. Loads of them uh, have gone to ground and they were promised us this morning they'd, they'd have a chat with us and everything. You probably know yourself. Don't tell, don't say it on the air. I know, I know you're still all celebrating. But anyway, yeah. look, on behalf of ourselves here in LMFM Radio, everybody here, congratulations again to you all. You're such a wonderful team and a wonderful group of people and you've brought so much joy to so many people uh, with this run from, and I want to mention back when it began at intermediate level and right through the years up to the present. And please, God, you'll be back next year for the three in a row. Oh, thanks okay. so much, Jerry. Thanks, Brilliant. Not at all. Thanks for joining me on the show. I really yeah. do appreciate it. Well, sure, if you can't get the young ones, you can always rely on the mammies. <laughs> She's back with us today on Late Lunch, star of the show on Friday, Maria O'Shaughnessy. Hello again. 
Hiya, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Do I detect a frog in that voice? Um, it's much improved. You should have heard me an hour ago. Um, yeah, serious frogs an hour ago. Anyway, you did it. We did it, yeah, yeah, we did it. And um, yeah, it's just unbelievable. I'm just constantly pinching myself, you know, did this really happen? Are we really All-Ireland champions once again? Yeah, it's just it's just un- unbelievable. Where's the young one? Well, do you know what, Terry? You, you have as much of an idea of that now as I do. Um, I have absolutely no idea. Um, I, I'm going to go on the hunt when I'm finished this call. Do you know what? I, I think you're probably wasting your time. But anyway, probably. good luck to you. Good luck to you. Anyway, Mara is with the other crew and they're all here, there and everywhere. And yeah. You see, I, I know what it is. Everyone wants a piece of them. So you know that, don't you? That's, That's it. it. That's it, yeah. Mm. What about and the game? What about the game? How were you? Oh, God, I was a nervous wreck, Jerry. When that first goal and point went in, my heart was racing. But a bit of me kind of knew, you know, that you know they'd been there before and that they would steady the ship and that they would find their groove and that's exactly what they did. Now, at the time, you know, I was tense the whole way through, but I watched it yesterday back and actually I couldn't believe how well they were playing and how easy they made it look mm. on TV a day later because <laughs> it didn't feel like that on the day. But um, yeah, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And, you know... <laughs> When you when you reflect on this, you know, and I, I was yeah. talking a moment ago there to Mary Kate Lynch on on what yeah. they have achieved. You really do have to pinch yourself, don't you? Is it the same for you as Mam and that as well? Oh, and I think even more so because I mean, I grew up in a, in a GA household, and when I was a kid, we like, I was um, down in Tipperary, so we used to watch the All Ireland on TV as a family, like every year it was just this massive massive occasion and to think now that I'm actually there in it and my daughter is playing on the field and that we are winning trophies it's just it's just um, the stuff of dreams you mm. know and and of course in tip you had the come on and the Schlitter and you had your own great days even though we there were lean spells as well but you had but never on the football side and to think never of not. where look at the crowd was there on Sunday and, and like it's great stuff to watch isn't it as well it's it's just Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the standard of ladies' football has just risen so much in recent years. And I think, you know, um, I think Meads did a lot for ladies' football even in the last year because so many teams are trying to replicate what they they do now. Mm. And um, I was just reading through some of the papers this morning and I saw an interesting article actually where... um, I think it was Myra even might have made the point that, you know, people were saying Meath weren't playing that great this year, but it wasn't so much that Meath weren't playing great, it's that every other team has upped their ante yes. and um, have brought their own games up a gear, you know. Mm. Have you the medal? Oh, no, we won't be seeing that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> have you the other um, one? Have you the one from last year? Oh, we have the ones from last year. Now, we okay. only got those there recently because right. of COVID, everything was on hold and oh, they had yes, no medals. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. they ended up getting all three medals at Division 1 and their intermediate and their last senior. They got all those on one great night that we had in okay. Avon for them only a few months ago. Yes. So this one, she'll hang on to this one for a while to to parade it herself and look after yeah, it. Yeah, so hopefully now things will be different this year. And already they are. You know, we had a great night in the Knights Brook when they came home. And then yesterday evening we had just an amazing evening in um, Navin. 
and um, looking forward to more. I think we're heading to Rathmaline tonight to uh, Shauna Ennis' home club. So, um, yeah, things are a bit different this year now. So, um, yes. yeah, I think the girls are really going to enjoy their celebrations and enjoy the occasion this year. And isn't it great that it is different, that they were able to yeah. lap up the adulation and the joy and the warmth that it's coming back to them now, where in other times, as you said, it, it was quite restricted. So... Yes. I suppose now, what, what I, I did ask uh, Mary Kate Lynch for for your one, uh, Moira, she'll be involved. Will she involved with the club now, or what's happening? That's it. It's back to club championship now, and um, I think next Wednesday is the first round of the championship. So it's a quick enough um, turnaround. Club players are 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 starting to get going, you know. So um, yeah, we'll be hoping to have the girls back now next week, and um, yeah, it's it's club championship then because it's a, it's a you know the club championship has to be finished in time for the the, the provincial campaigns. So um, yeah, it's going to be all systems go with clubs now in another week or two. Rumour has it, and I'm still trying to verify it, and so is Louise, that Louis Walsh was in touch after Friday's show <laughs> about a certain um, Marie who sang live on Late Lunch. We're checking that out, you know, still. Yeah, he's been on all right. I had to turn him down, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Siri, can I just put in a little plug here yes. for the county board? Yes, yes. Because, um, you know, in all of this, um, you know, the team and the players and the management rightly so get um, all their adulations and, you know, it's brilliant. Mm. But also behind the scenes, you know, there are a lot of people um, on the county board working really hard to... Um, you know, to to provide all these celebrations and make sure that they uh, run smoothly. So just to give a little shout out there to the county board that they're not forgotten in all of this. They are working hard behind the scenes as well. Well said. And it does take a machine behind them to make all this happen and come true and become a reality for everybody. Anyway, Louis will be back to you. I guarantee you. He he doesn't take rejection well. He's a new boy band on the go (laughs) and he's at something else as well. But loads of people mentioned you to me uh, on oh, Friday. Okay. You were a great sport. Honestly, you were put in the spot. And I know you're a little croaky today. I'm not going to impinge on you again. Well, to... actually, Jerry, oh, oh, um, I've written a new song for this year. Have you? I have. Would yeah. you give us a verse? I didn't want I to put you on the spot, you know what yeah. I mean? But if you if you are willing to do it, let's have it, please. Even a couple of well, verses of it. five minutes notice. Louise bent me five minutes. Oh, my God. So really? I pulled the words out. Ah, the... I was afraid you were going to do this. So, um... <laughs> go on, go on. Away you go, Marie. I'll, go I'll give you one verse and one chorus. Ah, lovely. Thank you. Marie. I don't know what she's done, folks. We'll have to wait and see. She's 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 away there in a world of her own. And we, are, we can't hear her, but you get the gist of it anyway. I think it's to those where the days I'm hearing in the background. Hold it. I don't know what. She's gone speaker. I think she's gone on speakerphone or something like that because she's even playing the music. We're going to leave her playing away there. Marie, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And let's hear from our own you too because last Sunday was a beautiful day for me football. It's a beautiful day. Yes, a beautiful day it was on Sunday at Croke Park. 
Oh, Louise, poor Marie. Somebody rang her when she was in the middle of the song and the old call waiting. You know when the yeah. call is coming in? Knocked her off. Knocked her off. She wasn't on speaker it's or anything. It's such a pity because she was raring oh, to do it. She like. was raring to go and she's a lovely voice. So we'll have to keep it in, in, in the can for next time round when yeah. they're going for three in a row. That's for sure. You were delighted yourself. Oh, being I was a just mead woman. Yes. yes. Very proud to be a mead woman. And can mm. I just say, um, I know she had she was injured on the day, Sarah Powderly, um, but I'm very, very proud of her and all the girls. She's related to you, isn't she? She's my first cousin. Ah, there yeah, you go. and I think even she got a mention um from Vicky Wall, um, I think on Orty or something that yes. she even tra- she suffers cruciate ligament. Yes. Yeah. Big. And she was even cycling from Navin over to training and back to just to try and strengthen Stretching it. it up. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a big injury. It it, it, it really, is. really is. But anyway. Especially for a woman, I, I believe. Yeah, fantastic memories, wonderful times, halcyon mm-hmm. days uh for the ladies in County Mead and congratulations to them again. And wi- and wish Orla and Vicky all the best all when the they best. set off tomorrow they to are. absolutely Melbourne the and Fremantle, I think. Yes. And one of them with a black eye. Yeah. Oh, she got some doing, Orla. Mm. I, I actually thought she'd she'd have to yes. leave the pitch. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, we wish them well on their travels and journey and uh, what lies ahead for them. Uh, there was another big finale last night, and you were watching mm. too. Yes, we're going to be talking about it later on the show. Love Island concluded last night. Best couple one. They did. They did. And you'd predicted that from yeah. a while back. Tracy Metcalf is joining us uh, after three in the show to have a chat about that. Um, the weekend was lovely. We had a lovely weekend. I really enjoyed the weekend. We had a christening. Little Aww. Olivia Flynn was christened at the weekend on Sunday and we had the most gorgeous day and the weather was beautiful. And uh, thanks thanks to everybody who came along and enjoyed the day. It was it was simply wonderful. And our big sister, Ava, was so proud as well as we're a Cousins, uh, Pippa and little Harry, they were all there, so they were and had a great day. You the whole always seem to get lucky with weather. It was, yeah, lucky because always. I, th- I thought it'd be a, a deluge, but Sunday afternoon, if it was yesterday, oh, mm. <laughs> yesterday afternoon, wish wash for sure, but there you are. Anyway, coming up on the show after two o'clock today, Michelle Gilson, uh, Gilson is joining us. Uh, healthcare, she worked at all her life, changed career, uh, totally opposite altogether. We're going to hear a story on late lunch after two. Lots of good wishes for Mead ladies I ain't one bit surprised well done to all the Mead girls they're fantastic and the time they give to children and fans is unbelievable says a listener they are true legends Jerry. we've had good wishes as well coming in from lots of people from Angela Deirdre Jim Paul Marie etc they go on and on and everybody's saying the same congratulations to the Royal County ladies and they are celebrating as they should and enjoy as we have we speak today uh, one other message though I will mention to you family was charged four euro for a four month old baby into Croke Park who slept right through the ladies final you'll have to show her to her in years to come and I suppose if a baby sleeps for four euro well it's not bad I'm only being facetious I really am I understand what you're saying Bridget uh, Bridget does, doesn't understand it four euro for a four month old baby to the game anyways there you have it things happen and it's hard to make sense of that isn't it really it really really is now my next guest is a very interesting woman because you see she's worked for years in the health service in various guises and she decided to change careers and change totally. You wouldn't put the two together. Well, she's with me today to tell her story. Michelle Gilsonen, welcome to Late Lunch. 
Thanks very much, Jerry. Great to be here. Lovely to have you with me. Well, tell us first, or tell our listeners, you, you, you enjoyed a long career in health service, haven't you? I have, yeah. Like, started off in 1990, and and then um, I went into nursing management, where I run my like uh, a public health unit for over 10 years as person in charge. But I suppose things things have changed over the years with with healthcare, mm. and I suppose it's about cross, you know, dotting the i's, crossing the t's, where you really didn't have much time to think about the the bigger picture. Mm. So it was all about the legislation, and um, and I think really COVID set in, and I think it hemorrhaged a lot of their committed workers and managers through mm. it. And one of um, one of those is you. You decided COVID was sort of a watershed for you too, wasn't it? You were, you felt burnt out. I was completely burnt out, to be honest. And um, with little or no thanks, I didn't expect any. But I thought something has to give. So it was either me or the job. Mm. But if I had stayed six months more, I think I would have been six foot under, to be honest, Jerry. It was so, that bad. Uh, it was. It, I was drained because you know I was working at work and I was working at home as well so it was little or no downtime and little or no family time either so I suppose it put my whole mindset into a different perspective of where I was going to go so you know I suppose I had a few um, bereavements there in 2017 and and at that stage I still wasn't sure about what I was going to do and then I I started a personal development course there in September of 2021 with a guy called Declan O'Donoghue um, from Valencia, and he is absolutely brilliant. He is one of those, he's one of the um, ten consul- the top consultants uh, in the world, and he studied under Bob Proctor, mm. and uh, an amazing man. And I tell you, I have him to thank and the rest of the academy members for where I am today, because that's where I found me. So your life changed with this course under the tutelage of Declan O'Donoghue. I'm aware of him all right. He's a well, well got man and many people will testify like yourself as to the change he's made in their lives. Just back to those bereavements. You lost your mam and your sister within 12 days of each other in 2017. Yeah, it, it was oh, it was it's traumatic, yeah. And I still, I didn't realise how traumatic it was because I kept working through it, mm. work, 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 and it didn't give me time to actually, you know, you know, mentally come to terms with it. And I suppose then when COVID came, then I, I just, I, I think I just had a breakdown really, and where I was just stressed out of my head. And um, yeah, it was, it was a very, very tough time. And I suppose it just puts things in perspective. Yes. You know, yeah. you really have to think about what what is the bigger picture? What do I want out of life? Mm. And what what makes me happy? So I had a lot of huge decisions to make. And um, and I have to say where I am now, I couldn't be happier, Jerry. Well, I have to say. Well, you know, they're all out there saying, will you get to the point quick? We're all dying to hear. What is she doing now? Tell them what you're up to. Well, I, I followed my passion as a professional declutter and organiser. I was just inspired by those TV gurus like, you know, Marie Kondo and the Home Edit and Stacey Solomon, absolutely brilliant people. And and they can actually, a lot of the skills that I've learned through healthcare, I can actually build, build them into this business um, because I've coaching, mentoring, education. I can plan and organise, audit and risk assess. 
the whole situation. So I can scan a room and I can see exactly what are the problem areas. But it's it's deeper than that because you're you're dealing with, you know, people and you have to bring a lot of empathy and compassion with that and give that individualistic time to the person that you're you're looking out for. So yeah, I got and then I got in touch with a lady from Michigan and um Beth Spurroff and she actually I did a course with her uh, with declutter and organising and then of course I had to test my own skills out to start with your own house of course <laughs> and uh, you know because that's what they say to me at home my god how are you going to be one of those when you have to declutter your own place so that's where I started with my own house and uh, then I had friends and family involved where I, I tested methods out with them and they were only too willing to let me uh, <laughs> test out the methods on them. It was great. It was great practical um, yes. and, and learned a lot through it. Mm. Uh, so even, so, so you've, yeah. you have this business now called stepintoaction.ie. Check her out, folks. Stepintoaction.ie. And you are a professional declutterer organiser. I've been having a look at your website. You Develop this website yourself and all your whole social media presence, yes? I did, I tell you. Well I, done. I, I, I was pulling my hair out of time, mind you, but I tell you, you're learning new skills every single day. Mm. And um, I have to say, I can't believe how, how far I've come within since March, you know, since the end of February and um, done a workshop and all. And, oh Lord, things are going from strength to strength, Jerry. I have to say, and I'm truly and utterly enjoying it. Oh, that is great to hear. I tell you one thing, I jumped for joy and our Louise Walsh, you know, often slags me about this. Um, I would say probably maybe I'm a little bit OCD, but when I went into your website and congratulations on it, but one image made my day. The cutlery draw and everything in its place. <laughs> That's the way it should be, Michelle. Yeah, yeah, I do have a bit of OCD and I'll actually organise it and I'll, I'll look at it and... I'll reorganise it again because I'm still not pleased with it. So, yeah, and it does annoy me when family members come along and they put things and they don't put them back. So you have to get yes. everybody aboard, you know, yes. not just yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, I just thought that woman is my kind of woman when I just, even if I see that, I, I know what you're about. So, for example, you, you will help people declutter. What else? What other areas can you assist in? Well, it's basically, you know, anyone who de- wants to declutter any part of their home but feeling overwhelmed and okay. don't know where to start. Closed bedrooms, kitchens, offices, garages, playrooms, you name it. Anyone that wants to reorganise their current systems and maybe want to change things around. And also people that are putting their houses on the market and I can help stage it for, sta- for sale, you know, and remove the clutter and renew and refresh the home to make it more calm. And, you know, the last thing people want to come in when they're going in to buy a house is thinking, oh, my God, you know, you have to stage it. And then, of course, people downsizing, busy professionals. Are like I was one of those. Mm. I can absolutely know where people are coming from. And then you come home. And, you know, the school bags are thrown everywhere and you thought, oh, God, here we're starting another day's work at home. And um, again, then just people helping people move or have just moved and reorganising their stuff back into uh, presses and wardrobes and stuff like that. So and a lot of it involves um, mindset coaching because there is um, there is a lot of um, emotional baggage yes. with that. 
Yes. So, yeah, I'm there, is, fam- there is I'm, a link I'm, there. I'm fam- I, I, and you're right, there is a link. I'm familiar with that as well. That sentimentality, that holding on. And you know, I don't want to tell you about it. People take this on and they don't declutter. They move things from that press to this press, from there to the attic. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And if it's in the attic, you can be damn sure you won't be taking it out for another 10 years. Well said, because if I could just get to grips with that, that'd be a help to me. But look, I, I know it's not easy and people differ as well. Do you ever find with people as well that one is like, you know, one is organised and likes the, the cutlery draw like it is and the other isn't? You know that uh, dynamic? Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Those are creative people and sometimes they don't even see it anymore. You know, they've got themselves in such a rush. Yeah, and and the one thing is, I know a lot of people would say it's when it gets to the stage where people don't want to bring people into their houses because they're too embarrassed. Yes, and um, and then there's a breakdown in relations, and and they lose friendships and family over it. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's like you say, like our our emotional clutter leads to the physical stuff. Yes, definitely, yeah. and it is a taboo word for some people. They just close their minds off to it. Yes, but um, I think you know it is huge in America. It's huge in the UK, and you know what? It's only the beginning of it in Ireland because and this is going to take off big time. <laughs> and you're right in at the beginning, as you say. What's your personal? Now I mentioned the cutlery drawer to you, and you know I have to. I, I don't want to go into it today because I'll probably be kicked off the air if I told you all the foibles mm. that I have. But anyway, what's your biggest bugbear? If you were to say to me, you, what really you know is your biggest? The biggest bugbearer, I'd say, is if you get the place all sorted the way you want, and then, as I say, the family, you have to get the family on board. It's about changing the bad habits, changing those bad habits and forming new ones and mastering the new systems. Because I tell you, um, you know, and it's the same thing. You could have several different things of the same item. Do you really need them? Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, try, you know, keeping hold of things that things don't make us happy. At yes. the end of the day, they're only things. And when you're gone and I'm gone, who's going to have to look after them? Who uh, was left behind? There'll be a skip. A skip. Absolutely. Escape. And that's yeah. where it's all going. Believe you me, that is, you are so, you are so spot on with that one. Anyway, look, I just wanted to have a chat with you today. I wish you well with your uh, new beginnings. And I tell people again, it's called stepintoaction.ie. And this lady can help you across the board. It's a, it's a remarkable change and one that sits, I, I can just hear it in your voice, sits very comfortably with you and how happy you are now. And good luck with everything in the future. I'm sure we'll be back to you again because this declutter and this issue raises its head from time to time for sure. Thank you for joining me, Michelle. Thanks a million, Jerry, for having me. It was great being here. Not at all. Take care of yourself. That's Michelle Gilson in there from the Royal County. And we wish her well with our new business, stepintoaction.ie. It's coming next. Are you waiting for it? I hope you are. It's your two on Tuesday. It's time for our Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one. But we were so close. I'd love to be number one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Oh
Yes, you're two on Tuesday. Annie Lennox and No More I Love Yous. Written and originally recorded by Dave Freeman and Joseph Hughes in 1986, they were known as The Lover Speaks. They were a group. It wasn't a big one for them, but when Annie Lennox covered it nine years later in 1995, it became huge, but it couldn't make it to top spot. It was number two for two weeks, the 12th and 19th of February 1995. And the reason it didn't make it to top spot is because this one was top of the charts back then, those particular weeks. In fact, this one was number one for seven weeks. One of the biggest selling singles of the year, 95. God, the amount of smooching that was done to that one round the discotheques of the northeast and beyond would have been unbelievable. Yes, Celine Dion, seven weeks number one with that song. It was huge at the time. Okay, Miss Louise, let's have your verdict this week, please. I always love to hear what you have to say on the two on Tuesday. <laughs> First, Annie. Hang on till I wake up there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, and I'm in here. I'm in here. I know here. you're shouting. That was the so only lively. Animated with that song. I love Celine Dion, you see. Mm. And I love her music as well. And that song. Please think twice song. before you play it again. <laughs> oh, Louise, go out oh, of that. Oh, no, I think it was just the two of them were very. Yes. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you played that and there was a livelier song or something. I guarantee you there's lovey-dovey memories in those songs of different shades for sure. Anyway, Annie Lennox was the two and it couldn't displace you. The other one was locked at number one. You know, for seven weeks is somewhere she was massive. I remember going to see her live when she played Dublin, I think, for the first time. And she was supported by who? Talk about live. Annie Lennox. No, (laughs) the Coors. Oh. The cars opened for Celine Dion when I went to see her in Dublin at that time. But uh, anyway, you, you're impressed with neither, I take it. Mm, no. There you go. Well, I'll have to stick Number up. Number three. I'll have to stick <laughs> up for them. I actually like the two of them, so I do. And I'm a big Celine Dion fan. Never featured her as my artist of the week. Must must do that. She's, she's due a spin there I'll for sure. I'll tell you when I'm taking the week off. <laughs> <laughs> folks! What? I folks. know, I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding. 
I don't know whether you are or not. I'm trying to make up me mind. No, she's not kidding. What do you think, folks? Do you like Celine Dion? Anyone like Celine Dion out there? 086-1800-658. Do you like that? Uh, two on Tuesday. Annie Lennox. If you've had to say to us, we love to hear from you on the show. Anyway, I'd better liven it up next Tuesday or it'll certainly be going downhill here <laughs> <laughs> with me choices. Still to come on late lunch. Andrea Mara is with us next. What a brilliant, brilliant lady and her new book, Hide and Seek. My word is this book making waves it's huge and going to be huge I have an artist of the week for you and I'm uh, turning the clock back and we're going to bring the curtain down on Love Island After Three with Tracy Medcalf stay with us let me just read a quote from the cover of her new book it's from Lee Child now when Lee Child endorses your book everybody sits up and notices it It says next level domestic suspense even the twists have twists I loved it. Andrea Mara is a star and she's a star who's always been so good to us on Late Lunch. And I'm delighted to say she's back with me today because her new book, Hide and Seek, is simply brilliant. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Jerry. Uh, great to talk to you. I am really good. Well, well, well. What an endorsement. Yeah, I was listening to you reading it out there thinking, I could just sit and listen to different people reading that out and I'd be very happy just to do that all day, every day. Yeah, no, it's just like, it's the quote of dreams. And it's quite funny because quite a few people, so women that I know have said to me, oh, my husband saw the quote on the front and he was like, Lee Child. And so it was kind of like getting the husbands to sit up and take notice. So I quite like that too, because as we know, you know, men don't always, now, this is a bit of a sweeping generalization and obviously it doesn't include you, but men, not all men read women writers. Um, so mm. it, it's quite nice in that respect, too, to have um, Lee Child's quote on the front. Boys, you should be reading women writers and boys, you've got to read Hide and Seek. I am just advising you. Take it from me, a man. I'm endorsing this too. <laughs> you must have been breathless when who, who contacted, contacted you to tell you you had the imprimatur of uh, Mr. Child? So my amazing, lovely editor, Finn, at Transworld, he had sent the book to Lee Child. Now, I mean, editors will send books to all sorts of really, really well-known authors. And there's only the tiniest chance that any of them will ever get the time to read and will come back and give an endorsement. So I, I don't think I even remember seeing Lee Child's name on the original list of who the book was going to. But I got an email from my editor one Monday morning at the school run and saw the quote and like I nearly fainted on the spot. I did kind of <laughs> cry a tiny little bit because I was really excited about it. It was fantastic. You know, I've said this to you before, but you draw on life for your stories. You draw on your family, especially, and experiences. And this one is no different. Your son went missing. He sure did. I can always count on my kids to do something <laughs> that will inspire a story. Um, so, yeah, the the normal day school pickup. And, like, this story is no different, like, to what has happened to every parent in the country at some point, mm. I would think. Um, he wanted to play with the other younger siblings. He was about three at the time. And so I let him. And then the next, they were playing hide and seek. And the next thing I could see the other children, the small kids going home with their parents, but they hadn't found my child. And I kind of felt like calling them back going, no, no, hang on. Like the game's not over. You have to find my child because that's the game. Obviously, I didn't call them back and um, just started looking for myself and couldn't find him anywhere and in the end there was about 15 of us searching like adults and kids and 
it was probably 10 minutes, maybe 15 at most, but it felt like a lifetime for me. And there was building work going on behind the school at the time. So I just kept picturing that he had fallen into foundations or I know it sounds ridiculous, but he was inside a cement mixer or something. Um, So that's why a building site features in the book as well, because that just added this whole extra bit of uh, panic for me at the time. And of course, then he turned up and he was completely fine. Um, but that's where the story came from. And of course, you extrapolate then, and may I say absolutely brilliantly, because you moved house in relatively recent times yourself as well, and there's a house move in this, and when the main characters, Joanna and Mark, are in the garden enjoying a glass of rosé at the housewarming party, um, you know, you can picture them, and the, the, I don't want to give too much away, but in this house where they've moved to, a child went missing years previously who was never found. Yeah, that's the story. So exactly. We moved house and I started writing the book soon after we moved house. So there's a lot of overlap there. And mm. I did draw on personal experience. And um, yeah, like, you know, we would my husband and I would sit in the garden having a glass of rosé and Mark and Joanna, the main character couple do that in the book. And there were times when fact and fiction would meld a little bit in my mm. brain and uh, a picture came up on my Instagram memories recently of the glasses of wine in the garden and I was like oh yeah that's when Joanna and Mark had wine in the garden and then it was like oh hang on now they're fictional characters that was me and my husband having the wine in the garden but yeah a lot, there's lots of real life stuff in there like um Joanna has just left her job and she's at home with her kids and she's kind of dealing with that and that was a bit based on real life too but exactly as you say they move into the house and they realize within the first chapter so it's not giving anything away really that um the the little girl who went missing during a game of hide and seek 30 years earlier used to live in the house Mm. that Joanna and Mark have just moved into and then as they look further into it they realize there may be a kind of a personal connection there. Of course, because they have children and, and a child of, of similar age. The other thing you w- uh, work into this, which is fascinating, and, and it is a fact, and I know you, you've you talked about this as well recently, is this thing of memory. We all have memories, and when we have siblings or family and we get together, we all have different shades of memory of perhaps the same event, or indeed an event that may not have happened. And you work this in brilliantly too. Yeah, like I'm fascinated by memory. Like I have absolutely had countless occasions where I have a really clear memory and I have a conversation with someone and realize I'm wrong. And and I know I'm wrong. You know, once the person clarifies, and I think I was chatting to someone recently about an example. Um, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things on Netflix. Yes. I was watching it with my daughter and I have the clearest memory of the end of season three, a particular character was going to was was visible in a jail cell and I can picture it in my head and I was watching re-watching with her and I was waiting to see him in the jail cell and then the camera pans past the closed jail cell and you don't see him at all and I, I would have sworn in a court of law on a bible or anything else that I had seen this character but it was just made up in my head and that's that's just one tiny example so I think we're all capable and lots of studies have shown this too and there's great tv shows on uh, Netflix about it as well of um you know witnesses um are told to say say like a, a car drives past at speed and it, they're told oh that was a getaway car and a robbery what color was the car and they'll say it was pink red blue green every color under the sun but they're very unlikely to guess or to remember the correct colour. So I think we all probably believe our memories to be better 
than they are, which, of course, can cause arguments as well. Mm. Oh, for sure. Indeed, and it can. When you see people say things like, and I'm quoting from eminent people here who are saying that, you know, a slow burner, psychological thriller. There are so many darn twists in this. You can't put it down. It's smart. It keeps you guessing to the end. Well, you know what? You've just delivered, haven't you? <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's lovely to get the, the really nice endorsements from people. It's always still nerve wracking when the book comes out and you're hoping that the regular readers who go into bookshops will, will pick it up and enjoy it too. So, yeah, I mean, I love my Lee Child endorsement, but I really want regular readers to, to enjoy it as well. And that's the main thing, I think. Who picks the cover with the little teddy and the blocks and uh, on the floor? That is the amazing art designer at Transworld, Becky Kelly. So she designed the cover and then the, there was a, a few tweaks, um, changing the colour scheme and everything. And, uh, you know, they actually, they hired a teddy from a teddy hire shop <laughs> and they rummaged through a load of teddies to find one teddy that just looked desolate enough to fit the picture. And then they hired an apartment with a bed and the floorboards and the whole lot and spent a half day there with a photographer. So it's amazing when you talk to the art people in publishing, how much work goes into the covers mm. if, they, if they make one from scratch as opposed to buying an image. And yeah, it's it's just, it's fascinating to see the work that goes on behind the scenes. But I, I, I really love that cover. I think it looks really good. And you know me with books, like I just have books to beat the band coming to me, as you can imagine and that. But I want, this has never dawned on me, uh, duh, I should say, really. But this cover really draws you in. I hope so. I yes. really do. Yeah, like, I mean, I like the, the colour scheme on it. I like the, the suggestion, you know, the teddy lying on the floor, suggesting something's gone wrong, creepy stuff in the night, creepy stuff under the bed. Um, there isn't, in fact, a teddy in the story. But then, mm. as my son pointed out, the, the cover of All Her Fault has a shoe and there's no shoe in the story yes. there either. So, you know. <laughs> Smart boy. And he gets that from the mammy and daddy, of course. Of course he does it, indeed. Do you know the thing, coming back to it as well, what you do brilliantly you connect with all of us because it is all of us what you write about. You, you understand what I'm saying? We can all, as you said, you know, who hasn't had a child that run off somewhere and gone missing? And thankfully, most of them come back. But you know what I'm getting at right through, just not alone that aspect of the storyline, but with everything. Yeah, like I suppose, and in some ways, I think that might come from my blogging background. So yeah. like when I started blogging, which is when we first met, mm -hmm. um, I was you know anything I was feeling about parenting and working and all of that stuff I was just getting it out of my system by writing it in a blog post and then people were replying to me or contacting me saying oh my god that's how I feel too like say it was about the loneliness of first time motherhood this blissful time supposedly but actually it can be quite lonely and people were saying I, I feel that way too and this was happening on lots and lots of different topics and I suppose then that feeds into fiction as well, because maybe not, not deliberately, but just like it, it's almost projecting onto the main character in each book, a little bit of real life, a little bit of how I feel about 
you know, bringing up kids, juggling work and home, all that stuff. So each character in each book has a little bit of me there. And hopefully that's relatable stuff then that it's not just about the mystery or the disappearance or, you know, the crime, if there's a crime in the story, but rather also just the everyday stuff that I hope readers can relate to, because I hope that makes it for a, a more enjoyable reading experience. Oh, it certainly does. And the other interesting thing, I think you and I mentioned this before, uh, and again, it is the way you work. You know the end before you start at the beginning. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I know I've said it to you before that like I couldn't start writing chapter one if I didn't know the ending because my huge fear would be that I would write 70, 80, 90,000 words and then go, OK, I don't know who took the child or where the child yes. is and have to work it out at the end and reverse engineer it back in. So, yeah, I spend a good six or eight weeks of working out a really detailed outline before I start the first chapter. So, um, yeah, much safer way to do it, mm. I think. I, I take it you're home. Uh, you were in Sicily. Yeah, we had a lovely holiday in Sicily and uh, I've we're back about two, two weeks now and then I was over in Harrogate at a really lovely crime writers festival over there mm-hmm. and a uh, small trip to London to go into some London bookshops and uh, back to earth with the bang here now cooking dinners and all the rest of it. <laughs> That's what makes you so relatable you see. I was in Sicily Termina a few years back in the south and, and it, I found it absolutely lovely. I take it you you enjoyed it immensely. We did. We had a lovely time. We we were in a beautiful house and we went to visit some gorgeous seaside towns. But um, the area we were in, it was quite a built up area of Palermo and the driving was terrifying. And mm. um, so uh, we were kind of going, it's so nice to have seen Sicily, but maybe we, if we go back, we'll go to the other side of the island and get a house that's near a nice little fishing village and lots of little restaurants and we won't drive anywhere at all and it might be just a little bit more relaxing. It, it, but no, it, it was lovely. I, I hate driving when I'm abroad. I have to be honest with you, Andrea. I like people to take me here there. Now, Termina is lovely. It's in the south. It's just a point uh, for the future. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, may I say this to you before we finish? The mm-hmm. other side, as you say, we met when you were blogging, uh, mm-hmm. but when you started to write, uh, you've spoken to me on each occasion, the other side of the wall, one click, the sleeper lies, all her fault. And now this one, number five, hide and seek. Do you know you're like, you're like a fine wine? <laughs> you are. You are. I mean that sincerely. You oh. just get better and better. And, and the others are brilliant. I take nothing away from them. I've said it to you each occasion. But my God almighty, are you really heading into the stratosphere? And it couldn't happen to someone nicer, I have to say, before we finish oh. today. Congratulations on a simply brilliant book. Hide and Seek, folks, is its name by Andrea Mara. It's out everywhere now. You will not be disappointed. You'll be held in the grip of these covers from start to finish, I promise you. It's lovely to talk to you. We'll be back again, I'm sure, sometime soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining me, Andrea. Take care. Andrea Mara there, simply brilliant. Uh, What an author she is. And I have the book here and I'm thinking about it. Stay with us on your late lunch. Okay, I will give it away. Louise, I'm reluctant to give this book away, but I am, I am. But sure, I've had it anyway and I've read it. Hide and Seek is the name of the book by Andrea Marr. I did mention there's the cover. I mentioned mm-hmm. the cover of the yeah. book and there is something. The there. Oh no! <laughs>
<laughs> What's on the cover of Andrea Mara's book? That's the question today. 086 658 by WhatsApp or text. Shall we make it easy? We make it easy. What's on the cover of Andrea Mara's book? I was talking to her about a few minutes ago and Louise has just bleated it out to everybody in Lake Lodge. Anyway, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. You're all in, so send me. Text WhatsApp me now and we'll pick somebody for the book before the Sorry. end of the show. Um, anyway, let's go back to the messages, Louise. Isn't that a lovely message there from a Happy Mead supporter thanking yeah. us for the build-up to the ladies' game last week? So enjoyable. And the coverage you gave it, Cherry, was simply fantastic. And that's right across the station. I have to say, Colum and Sport uh, through to ourselves here in late lunch to Brendan at the matches, Saturday Sport, Sunday Sport as well. Everybody involved here in, in the build-up. I'm delighted to be part of it as well. And thank you for those lovely words. We do appreciate them. You send us a lovely message there and to say that you're so happy and thanks again to all in LMFM uh, also there the child and the ticket Louise four euro into the ladies game mm. uh, somebody on to, to say that if that was the men's All-Ireland final that child at four months would have to have a full ticket Really? Pay full price into the match. There it is there coming in. That's, that's what somebody's saying. Um, another one there. Let's talk about, I'm with you, Louise, on Celine Dion. She's a listener. I'm going to block that listener. <laughs> no, I'm and not. I'll unblock I them. wouldn't do that because Louise has unblocked them straight away. Paula says, Jerry, it's not too late for you to have a midlife crisis. Oh, I have them crises all the time. <laughs> Every stage of my life, Paula, to be honest with you. There's another one about Annie Lennox. Isn't it funny the way uh, you get stories from people? I don't know who sent it to us but they say Jerry, I loved Annie Lennox up until I met her in a hotel in Oxford England when I asked her for her autograph or a photograph she was incredibly rude and made me feel very embarrassed for asking you know what they say Jerry, about making your idols very true very true indeed nice to hear that you know God almighty, if something comes to you in terms of fame and fortune, the least you can do is shake people's hands, acknowledge them, have a picture, sign something mm. for them. Isn't it, really? Yeah. And, and and like even the Mead ladies, like I'm sure even thanks to Mary-Kate for coming on, because I'm sure they've been inundated the last <laughs> few days between radio, TV. They have... They newspapers, have, everything. And 21st birthday parties mm. and celebrating in pubs in Mead and not answering the phones when we're <laughs> ringing them. Oh, we'll give them a little Ooh, bit of a break. We're giving you a pardon on this one just because, but we'll keep that in the back of our little minds. We might. No, we won't, of course. We're not like that. Because they all, know they always They're always obliging to us. us. Yes. They always come on. They're always fantastic. And we understand that they're in the throes of fantastic <laughs> <laughs> celebrations. And Anyway, it's back. Gladiators is coming back to TV. Anyone out there remember Gladiators? Do you remember Gladiators, Louise? I remember of it, but I've never watched it. Gladiators ready. Uh, anyway, it's a Saturday night biggie on UTV. It's coming back on BBC next year, Gladiators. Next year, new series, all the negotiations going on at the moment. There you go. And last episode of Neighbours, did it yeah, air? Yeah, three million. And Kylie watched it. Kylie said three words. Yeah, she? she came under a bit of criticism <laughs> because I think she only said three or four words, and people were saying she must have got paid per word for appearing on it. I think she said something like "Home Sweet Home" and "Yeah" oh, or something like my. that. Even to say that isn't it fantastic? But it was it was star like full of stars: Guy yeah. Pearce, Holly Valance, 
uh, Natalie and Bruglia, they were all back. They were all there yeah. for the for the finale of Neighbours, and it's bye bye Neighbours. It's gone for good. Let me tell you, there's a few other soaps I'd like. I'd like to see Jack in it at this stage, but I'm not going to say whatever tickles your fancy. Enjoy it. Anyway, we're heading to news, weather, and sport at it's three a o'clock. Lively one. Louise said, "No more, I love you on this show. <laughs> Let's get them up and dancing with Wham." Believe it or not, there is a teddy bear on the front cover of Hide and Seek. Yes, there is. Bernie Farrell, well done to you. That book is on its way to you. You love it, I promise you. Yes, teddy bear we were looking for. Thanks to everybody as usual. Now, my artist of the week may have spent the latter part of her career working primarily as a much-loved TV presenter, but she will always be remembered by true music lovers for her remarkable voice. Yes, Scylla Black is my Artist of the Week this week and she topped the singles charts and released 14 standalone albums, not including compilations, by the way, between 1964 and 1971. She had two number ones, 11 top tens and another eight songs in the UK top 40 hit parade of singles. And in testament to her musical brilliance, after a tragic death in 2015, the compilation The Very Best of Scylla Black went straight in at number one on the UK albums charts. Ironically, her first album to hit top spot. Priscilla Maria Veronica White was born in Liverpool on the 27th of May 1943. She was raised a Catholic with strong Irish roots and from a very young age, she was always destined to be an entertainer. She got a job at the famous Cavern Club in Liverpool as a cloakroom attendant, but she didn't waste the opportunity because she sang there impromptu and she really did impress some very important people, including fellas called the Beatles. You know them, yes you do. She was introduced to Brian Epstein, the Fab Four's manager, by John Lennon himself. And Epstein signed her as his first female artist in 1963. He, in turn, involved George Martin in her career, very important move too. And in 1964, Scylla Black's second single, a cover of a number also recorded at the time by Dionne Warwick, trumped Warwick's version, handing Scylla her first UK number one. Anyone who ever loved could look at me and know that I love you. Anyone who ever dreamed could look at me and know I dream of you. Knowing I love you so Anyone who had a heart would take me in his arms and love me too Who couldn't be another heart that hurt me like you hurt me and be so untrue What am I to do? Anyone who had a heart would simply take me Ah, simply brilliant. Priscilla Maria Veronica White, my artist of the week this week. So how does white become black? Scylla Black. Well, you'll have to join us tomorrow to find out, won't you? And I'll tell you all about that too and spin another one from the wonderful Scylla Black, my artist of the week. 
Final break of this Tuesday afternoon coming up on the show. Were you tuned in last night? Were you watching Love Island? Were you happy with the outcome? I know loads of people uh, devoted to it. My first time watching it this year, uh, guided, of course, by the brilliant Louise Walsh, who knows what it's all about from previous series. I was a bit of a a rookie when it comes to it. But anyway, watched it through. Didn't see it every night, but uh, a lot of it for the last eight weeks or so. Anyway, we're going to talk about the finale last night and the outcome with a young lady who is a big fan as well. Tracy Metcalf joining us next. Many places hosted Love Island parties last night for the finale and one of those, well, was the Ashbourne House Hotel and we spoke last week to Tracy Metcalf about it and she's back on the line. Hello again, Tracy. Hiya, Jerry. How are you? How did it go for you? It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And to top it all off, Davide and Ekansville won. <laughs> and that was your heart's desire too, that they'd win it. But you know what? It was everybody's heart's desire because when they won, the cheers from everybody that was in the bar, like everyone, obviously I'd have gone around and said, who do you want to win? Every single person I spoke to said Davide and Ekansville. So... We were all happy. Unanimous winners. When, Unanimous. Do, do you know what I was uh, delighted about? I think it was the night before when Paige and Adam got the walking, uh, got yeah. the marching orders. I'll tell you this, Paige's mother was not happy about that guy, oh, Adam, was she? No, she was cutthroat. Yeah. She was taking no crap. <laughs> None at um, all. Yeah. Look, she was She was telling Paige what she needed to hear. Probably not what, what she wanted to hear, but what she needs to hear. So yeah. we'll see how that pans out. But, I'm interested to see now what will happen with Davide and Ekin too. Um, but we had a brilliant night last night. I have to say, uh, Joe, the manager of the Ashton House, the staff, Connor, especially Killian and Owen, absolutely brilliant. Like, they just couldn't have given a better night, you know. They put on, like, free vodka jelly shots and we were playing games. At one point, we had said the first girl up to Owen, one of the barmen, with a bra gets a shot. And all kinds of just panicked and handed it because he was like, I think he nearly died uh, when he saw it again. Like, oh, <laughs> we had a brilliant laugh. Uh, the lads were just brilliant. You know, they went topless. Um, the staff then, Connor went out and he got like food for everybody. And it was just a brilliant night. Like, it really was. We had a great time. So I, I think we'll definitely be repeating that and doing it again next year. Great. And it's a welcome, Jerry. Yeah, you know, that you're a fan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I have to say it makes no, it's an alternative to sport as well that usually, as you know, dominates the TV and, and the yeah. viewing in places like your own there. But look, b- back to, to the event last night. What did you make of Laura Whitmore's jumpsuit with the flares? Do you know what? I wasn't mad about it in myself, but I did like the fact that it was a, a pre-loved item. It wasn't um, like straight off the Versace Yes. Design herself. Um, I did like that it was preloaded, second hand, obviously. Uh, it wasn't my style personally. But I do think Laura Whitmore is amazing. I think she's brilliant considering how she started out and where she's got to. Yeah. I do love her as a host. She's absolutely stunning. It just wasn't my style. There you go. And uh, it, it, I didn't know that. It's nice to hear that that was pre-loved. It certainly was colourful yeah. and it certainly uh, made a splash. The final four really sort of sorted themselves. Tasha and Andrew fourth, Dami and India third, Gemma and Luca second. Did you think Gemma and Luca had a chance to win it? I actually was shocked that they didn't... Well, I was shocked that they were there before now, but I was shocked that they didn't come forth in the, with the public um, with that setup. I would have thought it would have been them for 
Natasha and Andrews who were Sammy and Indy a second. Um, Luke, I suppose you just never know with shows, you never know. I don't think Luca was too impressed that he didn't win. I think that was quite obvious on his face. But, uh, yeah, I think it was the right decision, 100%. And I think we're going to see big things now from Davide and Ekansu. Will they last? What's your opinion outside? Because it's one thing being in front of the cameras and that sort of, may I say, contrived environment yeah. for two months. What do you think? I, I think, look, they're quite toxic as well together. I think in the villa that was kind of working for them, I don't know whether they'll be able to face the realities and challenges of real life dating. I don't, I'm not sure. And look, they're going to have a lot of stuff thrown up now within the media and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's going to be a lot for them to deal with. But I don't know whether that will make them more determined to make it work or I don't know. It's a hard one to tell, Jerry. I really don't know. I'd love to see them make it work. Mm. And as I said last week, I'd love to see them with their own show because I just think they're brilliant. I think a reality show of them would have everybody hooked. They're brilliant TV, but I don't know in reality whether they could make it work. Well, as you say, they'll be in the media spotlight for the next while and yeah. we'll watch this space. So that's it, done and dusted for 22. Thank you so much for joining me no again problem. today. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Tracy Medcalf there who works with the people in the Ashburn House Hotel who had the finale party last week. Well, Louise, two things to say to you. You're always a dedicated follower of fashion. And <laughs> Laura Whitmore last night with the flares. I couldn't believe it was a, it was a jumpsuit. Jumpsuit, I just thought flare, it was jumpsuit. A, yeah. I didn't like the, the ensemble as a jumpsuit. Mm. I, I, loved, I did like the trousers. Yeah, and there you heard uh, Tracy say it was pre-loved, you know, so she picked it up somewhere mm. and uh, didn't buy it uh, as brand new. But it certainly got people uh, talking about it. Um, Davide and Ekansu, what do you think? What's your, what do you think outside, you know, will they... Like Tracy, I would love to see them in a reality show now for, of themselves. I think yeah. that'd be great. Um, outside, I think they can make it. I would think they could well, make Well, it. I think they can too because they're a typical couple. They're always rowing. And, exactly. You know, that's And just the others that were in there, like, you know, <laughs> just didn't it. row at all. They're going to learn. <laughs> Whoa, well, we're a not outbreak of peace, as I always say, is the best description. <laughs> but there you have it. Anyway, uh, yeah, they, they are, you know, they're like, like a couple. They, they've had their differences and they've had their blow ups and they're, they're still together, you know, and their the love seemed to deepen, didn't it? As, yeah. as and they, I think it was genuine. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I'm delighted. There's no more of that nonsense. You remember this thing, one of them would steal the 50 grand on the other yeah. show. That defeated the whole purpose of the thing, didn't it? It never, nobody ever stole it. No. Why would you do that? Anyway, Laura yeah. Whitmore. <laughs> what are we going to watch tonight? What? what are we going to watch tonight? Ah, sure. Find something else on. Find something else when I'm flicking around and the next thing I'll be telling you I found this other programme that I never watched <laughs> in your life before and you'll be saying oh that's desperation for sure. <laughs> anyway, the football is back. The Premier League is back this weekend and uh, that will take over uh, in terms of viewing uh, from, for yours truly and that as well. But look, there you go. Love Island over for Different another much. year. Anyway, tomorrow on Late Lunch, midweek. Imagine we're saying first day back and we're saying midweek. Isn't it great? Yeah, it is. Wednesday, Killian Donnelly's star of uh, stage and screen but stage especially yes he's playing the phantom at the moment on the west end Killian our own Killian from County Mead is joining me tomorrow on the show and Ollie Bradley he's well known the length and breadth of the week County is with us as well very interesting you saw the story uh, that Ollie is coming on to talk to us tomorrow about about you know 
golden years, retirement, etc. He's very interesting take on it. And we'll have your Artist of the Week back to Silla Black tomorrow and more besides. We leave today. This is your pick. You want to dedicate yeah, it was, this? Uh, Joel Corey um, was a DJ on Love Island okay. through the eight weeks and after eight weeks they're out out. So this is for everybody on Love Island and for everybody who will miss it this evening and have withdrawal symptoms. Get, get your trainers out. on and get out out. I'm talking to myself there. See you for Wednesday's late lunch. Eddie Caffrey's on his way. Take care. Bye. FM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.